she was this gun-toting, whiskey-drinking broad. The super epic fucking broad. She was a pioneer in the industry. She's also so famous and so controversial. So controversial. So she's kind of a big fucking deal. Her story is so incredible. She belongs on this podcast because she's a broad you should know. Hello and welcome to Broads You Should Know, the podcast about amazing and noteworthy women from history. I'm your host, Sarah Gorski, and today I am bringing you an old school broad, a very old school broad. We're talking about ancient Greece, 14th century BCE. That's three to 400 years before Jesus theoretically existed. Uh, And I know that's a long time ago and we need a little bit of historical context, right? What in the world is going on? in 4th century BCE. Uh, I'll throw a couple of famous names out there. Of course, they're not broads. We've got Hippocrates, we've got Socrates, we've got Plato, Aristotle, and of course, Alexander the Great uh, is born smack in the middle of the century. And then he proceeds to pull together a big old empire and conquers a shit ton of real estate. Um, We also have uh, the very earliest Hindu texts are being written down in this time period, and by the end of the century, Hinduism really breaks through with the emergence of the gods Vishnu, Shiva, and Brahma. Um, But ancient Greece is where we're primarily focused today. So while all those ultra-famous philosophers are spitting up all their smart shit, it turns out, to all our great surprise on this podcast, Things were not so hot for women in this time period. Um, Even though since the beginning of time, women had been serving as midwives for each other, at this point, apparently in Greece, they were not officially allowed to learn or practice the art of medicine and specifically gynecology. Um, Men, men, the doctors at the time period, all men, were, quote, discovering ovaries, But women were not allowed into medical school, and they were forbidden from practicing. Um, And even though men were so smart and discovering ovaries, uh, it was also apparently highly inappropriate and horrifically shameful for a woman to be seen by a man. Um, I'm pretty sure that this is related to the chastity, virginity, women's value as objects, um, and, you know, being soiled by a man, spoiled by a man, etc., etc. So women generally didn't see these male gynecologists that were out there, um, and they're really... Well, there weren't any female doctors allowed in there, so there were devastatingly high rates of mortality, both for women and babies, in the birthing process. And at some point in this century, our broad, Agnodice, which, by the way, roughly translates to chaste before justice, um, which will make sense even more later in this story, Agnodice, I think I said it wrong, it's Dike, not Dice. I wanted to say Dice, and then I found a YouTube video that said it's Agnodike. Um, she is born, and she's born into a wealthy Athenian family, and we don't actually know very much about her life uh, and her story. So I have to do a little extrapolation here for the sake of, of the podcast. So Agnodike is... uh, she's observing these really high rates of mortality in childbirth. And she's like, I'm going to do something about this. So Agnodike chops her hair off 
and she dresses like a dude, and she travels to Alexandria to enroll in medical school, apparently studying under one of the most renowned medical practitioners of the time period, Herophilus. And this guy is literally thought to be the first person to discover ovaries, as we, as we just said. And also, apparently, he was a great lover of dissections. Um, so there's your disturbing fact of the day. But back to Agnadike. Apparently, her disguise works quite well, and her secret is undiscovered. And she completes her studies as a doctor, and she heads back to Athens. Um, and specifically, gynecology, apparently. Um, and one day... In Athens, she's walking down the street, as you do, and she hears a woman in labor pains, you know, the screaming, crying, etc. She rushes to help this woman, and the woman is like, actually, I think her friends at the door were like, uh-uh, you cannot come in, doctors, men are not allowed, it's not appropriate for you to come in. And as the story goes, Agnodike, in a flash, says, that's not true, I'm not a man, and she reveals her lady parts. Um, different sources say boobs, different ones say vagina, some say she gets totally naked. Of course, there's many versions of how she does this. Um, but the, the women at the door that are blockading her quickly agree to let her help, and she comes in to help with the birth, and it's a huge success. And word begins to spread in women's circles that there is, at long last, a solution to their conundrum of not being able to go to the gynecologist. Um, and soon, Agnodike has a booming medical practice. And now, you know, these women in the women's circle, they know she's a woman. But apparently no men in Athens had figured it out. It was this, this women's secret. And the other competitor doctors, men, are seeing this new guy in town doing crazy good business and getting called to visit all of these women. And they go berserk with rage and jealousy, etc., etc. And they drag Agnadike to the court. Um, and, and they bring her in front of the judges. And they say, no way could this doctor actually be any good. He must be seducing all of these lady patients. Uh, <laughs> and Agnadike solves this problem in the same manner she did for that first patient. She tells them she couldn't be seducing women because she is a woman. And she shows the court her lady parts. Um, and for the sake of storytelling, we'll pretend they had no idea about lesbians in Athens. Although <laughs> that seems highly unrealistic. Um, and the court says, oh, I guess you're right. But wait. It's illegal for a woman to practice medicine, so you are sentenced to death. And the sentence is passed, and she's, she is to be put to death. And meanwhile, all of the, the women whom Agnodike has been treating at this point, they rallied together, including apparently the wives of these judges who have passed this judgment. And they storm the court. And they say, quote, you are not husbands, but enemies, for you condemned to death she that brought us life. And what do you know? This angry wife method works. And Agnadike is acquitted. And, and, not only is she acquitted, but they change the law. And they allow free-born Athenian women to study and practice medicine. Uh, which... 
makes Athens the first Greek city to allow this under law. Of course, freeborn Athenian women is, implies all sorts of other classist issues, etc., etc. Um, but that pretty much is the sum of Agnadike's story. And that is the story I first read when I got drawn into her as abroad. It's so badass, smashing the patriarchy in the face all around, which is my favorite pastime, as you all know. However, and as with some of the broad stories we share on this podcast, this one has a bunch of historical asterisks all over it because despite the fact that Anna Dike's story has been told over and over again across the centuries uh, and that even the medical profession generally uh, reveres her as a bold leader who paved the way for all women that would come after her, even with all of this hubbub about her, it seems very likely, according to historians, that Agnodike likely did not exist. Or at least not the version of her story that's so familiar to everybody. And then I cue my sad trombones. It's like one of, one of my very least favorite things on this pod is finding out about a cool chick that we're talking about who turns out to probably not be real. Um, and it, I haven't been so bummed since the Wa Mulan episode. Ugh, that was that was a bummer too. I was bummed to find out Mulan wasn't real, or likely not real. But yes, this does appear to be the case across the more legitimate resource uh, research sources that I was, you know, looking through for this uh, episode. Um, and here are the things that they say and the whys. And they say, first of all, the source of Agnodike's story is pretty much from one place. There was a Greek historian named Gaius Julius Hyginus who lived 64 BC to 17 CE. And he wrote a number of treatises, but only two of them survived. And his treatise Fabulae is where Agnodike appears. Um, and she appears amidst a section that's about inventions and inventors, which is kind of weird because she didn't invent anything. She just was the first. She's She is like more or less considered the first known female midwife is kind of her like claim to fame in the history books, but she doesn't invent anything. So it's kind of weird, right? That she would appear in that section. Um, so uh, this, this fabulae, the, the Hyde Guinness's surviving piece, it's the only copy that survived that, that has gone into the history books, as they say, um, is also written so poorly that historians generally believe it to be kind of like a schoolboy's notes on Hyginus's teachings. So like pretty much kind of the worst, like Cliff's Notes version of whatever he was teaching everybody. And Fabulae is also full of a bunch of non-history alongside historical happenings, things that like definitely didn't happen. So it's it's very uncertain what did and didn't exist if there are no corroborating sources elsewhere, right? Um, and Hyginus would have been writing at least several hundred years after uh, Agnodike's story. So he didn't have any expert witnesses or anything for that story. All of these things... Uh, make it really hard to truly pin down the exact time period Agnes DK would have lived and whether or not her tale was, was truly true. And then secondly, the thing that historians point to is that the laws of Athens, um, and specifically in this story, the laws that there were no gynecology and gynecologists allowed, uh, female gynecology and gynecologists allowed in Agnes DK's time, doesn't 
really align with the reality of other sources from this approximate time period. There's like a really long history of women being midwives before Agnodike's time. Um, and like I said at the beginning, throughout all of time, women have been midwives. Duh. Um, and historians have a few theories on why it was in this story, um, if the story were true, that women were not allowed to practice gynecology. Um, and the first theory was that it actually was outlawed. Um, uh, and there's a few slightly more obscure theories as to why it was outlawed. The first theory was that men didn't trust that women weren't obscuring parentage. Um, so who's a bastard? Who's not a bastard, etc. And that was very important to them. Um, and so they didn't want women getting in that business and hiding things from the men. Um, and then the second um, theory is that midwives also performed abortions and the patriarchy decided in this time period they didn't like that. Um, the articles I read were pretty dismissive of that latter theory, calling it more or less feminist drivel. Um, of course, that makes me cling to the theory even harder, <laughs> as is my want to do. Um, but that, my friends, I'm sorry to say, that is where my story of Agnodike ends. Uh, I always wish I could give you way more decisive answers when we're talking about one of these question mark broads. Um, I always do my best to lay out the theories that are out there that are at least the ones that I found in my research. Um, there's usually a few more too I didn't find, you know, so I always encourage you guys to do your own research on these broads. Um, and hopefully, even though I'm pretty biased sometimes about which theory I like best, um, hopefully you still get a sense of what the various possibilities are and, uh, and the origins of Anadike. Um, one thing is for sure, though, Agna Dike's story has truly inspired centuries of both women and gynecologists, because not all gynecologists are women, some gynecologists are men. Um, and for me, I, I think that that still makes her a broad you should know. To learn more about Agna Dike, see some paintings that artists have made of her over the centuries, etc., etc., visit broadsyoushouldknow.com. While you're there, you can click on over to the About page and read more about me, my bio, picture, links to my cool stuff, so all right there. Are you following Broads You Should Know on social yet? We're on Facebook and Instagram at Broads You Should Know and Twitter at BYSK Podcast. To suggest a broad, fill out the form on our website or email us at broadsyoushouldknow at gmail.com. If you are a fan of this podcast, I encourage you to please help spread the word about us. Share an episode with your friends and family, and better yet, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It takes two minutes max, and it really helps new listeners to find us. Broads You Should Know is produced by me, Sarah Gorski, and edited by Chloe Skye, with original music by Darren Callahan. Finally, if you really enjoyed the tale of Agnodike, then I highly recommend you check out a few of our previous broads, especially our medical broads. We have Kadambini Ganguly, the first female doctor in India. We have Mary Edwards Walker, Mary Seacole, Hildegard von Bingen, and Dr. Edith Lober Ballard. And of course, if you're interested in potentially not historical broads, check out that episode about Hua Mulan. See you next week for another Broad You Should Know.